What's up to all my listeners out there? My name is Lindsay and thank you so much for checking out the And One Podcast. I'm so excited to be back after my long hiatus. So today I have something a bit different for you guys. I teased back in February, which seems like forever ago, about something different and here it is. I decided to start a new show series on my podcast based on the segment on my podcast. Hashtag girl boss. In this show, I will interview different women in sports. Now, don't worry, I'm still going to do my Sunday NBA episodes because I still love the NBA. I'm not leaving that for good, don't worry. This is just something extra just for you guys that I've been wanting to do. So without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy this first episode where I interview Kaylin from More Than Just Balls. Enjoy! Hi, so before we get started, this is future Lindsay here. I wanted to give a quick disclaimer that this was recorded at the end of February, which is why many recent events involving women in sports, such as the NCAA College Women's Basketball Championship and other women's championships for college, um, the controversy around it was not discussed in this interview specifically. So I just wanted to make that clear because obviously I would have loved to talk about it, but it wasn't relevant at the time at the end of February because the tournament didn't even start yet. So I just wanted to let you guys know that's why it is not talked about in this interview and that this was recorded, I'm pretty sure, February 27th. So um, now let's get into the interview. I have a special guest here today. So she's going to be my first guest I'm ever going to have for my new series. So um, we have Kaylin. Why don't you introduce yourself? You want to say hi? Hi, I'm Kaylin. So do you want to give like a quick intro about yourself and like your brand, More Than Just Balls? Yes, I'm Kaylin. I'm the founder of More Than Just Balls. I'm a junior in college right now, and I'm also a lacrosse player. Oh, cool. So my first question is always, since I do have an NBA podcast, what is your favorite NBA team if you have one? This one's actually really hard for me because I'm from Austin, Texas, and we don't have a home team per se. Um, But I always grew up being a Spurs fan, and I love getting to watch um, the NBA's first female assistant coach, Becky Hammond, break glass ceilings. So the Spurs are really my team right now. Yeah, I'm a Celtics fan, so that's my preference, but (laughs) so you do have your own sports account, so what is, like, your sports background? Um, I actually grew up in the dance studio. Um, I really played team sports. I did volleyball for a short amount of time, um, but didn't really start playing lacrosse until my eighth grade year, because it wasn't really available in Texas. So I definitely grew up with an individual dancing background, but then loved getting to transition over to lacrosse and playing a team sport yeah I love team sports I do basketball and volleyball is like my main thing right now so I love volleyball but that's my preference I actually don't know much about lacrosse but for people that do like do you want to like share what your position is I don't really know much about it but so I guess the best way to describe lacrosse is it's like a mix between like soccer and basketball um and I I played, um, I play draw specialist and attacker. So at the beginning of a game and after every single goal, you take the draw, which is who the, what decides who gets the ball. Um, and then I also play attack, which is like much like soccer, a forward. So, yeah. Okay, so that makes a little more sense. So, yeah. and you mentioned that you do play lacrosse in college. So why did you decide to like continue in college? Yeah, so like I mentioned before, I only started playing in eighth grade, so I really didn't have much time before making that decision to play in college, but lacrosse really just clicked with me and made me feel the most confident and fearless I ever have in a sport, 
And I wanted to continue feeling this, and that's why I made the decision to be an NCAA student-athlete. Yeah, super cool. Did you get, like, offers, or did you kind of just, like, find the school and it all kind of worked? Yeah, definitely. I kind of had some offers, but I also just found McDaniel, which is in Westminster, Maryland, where I am right now, Um, and it just kind of clicked, and it was like that cliche thing that everybody says where you get on campus, and it feels like home, and it did for me, and it's worked out, and I'm loving it on the hill. Well, that's super cool. So I, it must have been hard for you to go from like Texas to Maryland. So why did you decide to like leave Texas to be able to go to Maryland? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think change has never been easy for me. And I thought that if I forced myself into like a new experience and I thrust myself into new environments, it would help me to get more comfortable with change. Um, sure enough, it did. And also growing up in the South and Texas, even though I was lucky enough to travel across the United States and to many different countries, I always wondered what it would be like to live on a coast since I was so landlocked where I was. Yeah, that's that's really cool. Um, I like I'm very not into change either, and I'm kind of like I'm getting closer to the college decision thing, but I don't think I'm gonna go very far away from where I am. I'm like to be close to home, so that's just really my preference. Yeah. So you mentioned to me that you're in a sorority as well. So you're like involved in so many different things. So how do you manage like all the cool things you're involved in plus getting schoolwork done? Yeah, I think something that athletics has taught me is that time management is so important, especially when juggling all of my responsibilities. And I think I've always been somebody who's go, go, go all the time, always has something to do. Um, And so I've always been interested in having many experiences and a wide variety of opportunities And that led me to being the vice president of my sorority and also on a lacrosse team and running this Instagram and blog more than just balls. So I just love to keep myself occupied and just always going. Yeah, that's super cool that you're the vice president of your sorority. Do you like enjoy sorority life? Like were you planning on doing that when you were going to go to college? Yeah, like I said earlier, I grew up in the South, so it's always been like a huge thing. And my mom was in a sorority, so I've always dreamt of being in a sorority and finding that it's like a team without playing a sport. Like all my sisters are like my teammates and we grow and learn together. Yeah, it must be cool to be in like you have so many community, like different communities within your school. So that's really cool that you have like a lot of friends to be around. Yeah, definitely. So your graphics work for your post are like super cool and I love the attention to detail you put into your account. And I noticed that along with your sports account, you also have a design account. So like, do you have like any sort of design background and like, are you involved in anything else? Oh my gosh, well, thank you for noticing how much detail I put into my account. Um, Yeah, art has been one of my biggest passions. Um, I'm currently a junior in college majoring in graphic design with a triple minor in art history, marketing and sports management. Um, and ever since I was little, being a graphic designer has always been a big goal for my life. And I grew up watching my mom in um, the marketing and advertising industry. So I just always grew up with that interest of being a creative mind and working in the creative field. Yeah, I love your account aesthetic. I'm really into graphic design. I want to do either like graphic design or marketing, like definitely for sports because I love sports or go along with like my podcast route and do on screen stuff. But I'm so into like how your feed is so aesthetically pleasing. And if you definitely after listening to this podcast, go check out her account. It's amazing. So going into your account. So how did the idea for your account like come about? And like, why did you decide to start it? 
So as a D3 athlete, we are able to experience multiple things. And so being a woman in sport, I noticed how there's a lack of exposure of women in sport. And I actually had an assignment for my social media class in the fall of 2020, and I created a blog. And thus, more than just balls was created, and it uh, aims to spotlight women who are players on professional sports teams and in admin and coaching positions who are breaking through glass ceilings. Yeah, I love the glass ceilings thing you always say. I think that's like, (laughs) I just like the way you word it. And I love the name of your account. So like, why did you choose that name? Like, where did it even come from? I wish I had a more interesting story for this. I really need to find one. (laughs) Um, But it really just came out of nowhere in my brain. I was just, the teacher had assigned the project. And I was like, hmm, more than just balls. It's funny. I love creatively naming things. I love puns. And I love double meanings. So it really was like five minutes. And I texted my mom. And I was like, is this too much? And she was like, no, it's perfect. Run with it. So I really did. And it, it has really worked out for me. Yeah, I like how decisive you were with it. I actually had um, a podcast. I don't know if you know who she is. Um, She's Got Balls. So I guess I'm just into bringing people with similar names. Yeah. And I've seen recently that you've posted a lot about women's sports that are on TV. So, like, why do you feel it's important for women's sports to get more TV time? Well, I was in this um, symposium called the Chanel Sillingford Symposium for the Centennial Conference, which is the conference I play in. Um, And we had a sports researcher on and she presented this information to me that 40% of sports participants are female, but women's sports only receive 4% of all sports media coverage. Um, And so I found that the only way to combat this is by showcasing the opportunities that we do have to watch women's sports. And then um, if that's the case and the networks see that the viewership is increasing, they're more likely to increase the frequency in which they broadcast women's sports. And as we've seen over the past couple years, and most recently last week with the U.S. Women's National Team, She Believes Cup, women's sports are being watched and interacted with on social media more than we've ever seen. And last Sunday's match against the Brazilian Women's National Team amassed over 560,000 viewers and this actually set a record for the most watched She Believes Cup match ever on Fox Sports 1. And in relation to 2019, the She Believes Cup viewership was up by 103%. So you could really say that women in sports are alive and well, and they need to be broadcasted more on major networks. Um, and this quote really sticks with me, but um, she can't be it if she can't see it. And I think this really describes perfectly why we need more coverage of women in sports and girls in sports as well. Yeah, it's really important because if girls can't like see anybody on TV, then they have nothing to aspire to be. So it's very important for girls to have like access to people that they like for people that they can't achieve to be. And I think it's like super cool how you post about like I saw you post about gymnastics today and like Lori Hernandez and people like that. And I think it's just important for women to see that like to have something to look up to. Yeah, there's so many opportunities and sports gives you more than just athletics. It, it helps you to grow as a woman, a sister, a just a person overall and be a better contributor to society after you're out of sports. Yeah. So what would you say is like the biggest message you're trying to get across through your post? Like if somebody was going to come across your account, like what was some, what's like the thing you want them to definitely take away? 
I think overall, I want to bring forth on my account that women in sports are equal to their male counterparts. Um, athletic, athletic ability and gender really don't correlate. And it's kind of sad to see that people are basing your athletic ability on your gender. And we've seen comparisons like this in the past like month with Serena Williams versus Tom Brady, who's really the GOAT. And even though they're both goats in their own manner, people are always going, people are constantly saying, oh, Tom Brady's the GOAT. But it's like Serena Williams has done amazing things, more amazing things than Tom Brady. But no one is really seeing that because they're blinded by her gender. Mm -hmm. I think, and I don't think that like gender has to be a thing. Like I think everybody could be like lifted up just based off their talent. And I don't feel like we need to like compare in certain ways, like, they, they can all be, like, amazing, too. Exactly, yes, I definitely agree. Yeah, so I saw that you announced that you started a newsletter, so, like, how does the newsletter work, and is it, like, different from your main brand, or is it just, like, an extension of it? Um, it's definitely an extension. I think I really created the newsletter as a way to recap all the stuff that goes down in a week of women's sports and what I cover. Um, as you can see, I am actively posting almost every single day, and a lot of women's sports news goes down in just one week's time. So I wanted a place that I could simplify a recap of the week so you, people don't really miss out, even if they're not checking Instagram. And I know there is an audience that's not as active on Instagram, and so if we can reach those people through emails or newsletters, the community supporting women in sports will only get bigger. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of sports going on in one week. That's why I'm glad that I don't yeah. do a sports podcast because I would not be able to keep track of everything. I barely can keep track of the NBA because there's too many games going on in one week. But exactly. that's like a lot to recap. So that's like a big undertaking. So how do you like keep track of like, do you have like a system of how you keep track of everything going on? Yeah, I'm subscribed to other people's newsletters. So like Just Women in Sports and Goals. Um and also the just, um, and that way I'm able to know what's going on. And also I have Twitter alerts set for my account that whenever um, ESPNW or ESPN posts something, I'm always in the know and getting alerts. Um, and I also, even being a student, I have two hours in my day each day set apart to working on more than just balls and um, writing down all the content that's happening and then distinguishing what I want to present, what day, what I want to see. And then things always just occur. So you always have to be ready at the drop of a hat to cover anything. Yeah, definitely. I keep like a running list on my phone when like anything big happens during the week because I do like a weekly podcast every Sunday recapping the week. So I forget things easily. So I have to like yeah. write it down or I'm going to forget. <laughs> Exactly. And you have a website where you have, like, blog posts. So what do you like better? Do you like blogging or, like, Instagramming? I think I really like the Instagramming better just because I can be more creative. But don't get me wrong, I do love writing a blog. And growing up, I um, struggled with writing. And so being able to write these blogs and send them out is something that's so special to me. So I always have the special connection with my blog. Um, but I... I pick and choose what goes on my blog and what I get to write for that. Yeah, and I feel like Instagram's a lot less, like, harder to manage, easier to manage sometimes, even though you come up with, like, these really cool posts, like, you don't have to, like, blogging's, like, a lot of writing you have to get done. So, yeah. like, Instagram could be just, like, a tiny little caption, but you just have yeah, to come Instagram, up with, like, a cool post. 
Yeah, Instagram's definitely like a mini little blog, I like to call it, because my posts do tend to get a little longer in their captions just because they cover so much. So it's mini blogging is what I like to call it. Yeah, and like, what do you see for the future more than just balls? Like maybe a podcast or like anything else? I definitely want to look into doing a podcast, but I think the biggest thing for me right now is the word growth. Because I've seen in the past two months how much my account has grown. And I don't really know exactly the trajectory in which More Than Just Balls is taking. But I'm really enjoying the ride and the connections that I'm making. But So who knows? Maybe it'll turn into a full-time job for me after I graduate or stay part-time. But I just know that it's something that I enjoy. And I know it's making change. Yeah, your account has definitely grown a lot since, like, I first, like, found your account. Like, one day I was, like, trying to follow a bunch of accounts just to, like, learn more. And then I found your account and I've seen you grow so much just within, like, such a short period of time. So you can go, like, as big as you want. And I think it's really cool that you're starting, like, the newsletter and you just keep, like, expanding. But, like, sometimes, like, when you're growing a brand, it doesn't always have to be about expanding. It just, like, building your audience is important. Exactly. Yes. So I also want to talk about how you contribute to The Hidden Opponent as an intern. So I've actually heard about The Hidden Opponent before and like I followed them before I found you. So that's why I thought it was super cool that you contribute to it. And I'm like a huge fan of Victoria Garrick. So could you like explain for the people that don't know what The Hidden Opponent is, like like what it is? Yeah, definitely. So The Hidden Opponent is a nonprofit advocacy group that raises awareness for student athletes' mental health and addresses the stigma within sports culture. Um, And the Hidden Opponent really aspires to empower athletes around the world to face the Hidden Opponent together, which is mental health stigma. Yeah, I think it's really important to, like, share about mental health because, like, a lot of people deal with it and a lot of people keep it away. Especially in sports, you're taught to, like, just keep your head down and keep going. So it's important to, like, teach people that it's, like, okay to talk about it. And I think... Oh, sorry. I think that's important and definitely I think LeBron James said this last week I might be wrong but he was like I'm tired of being told to shut up and dribble because there's so much we have such a voice and we need to use it and so I think that's so important is to empower athletes to use their voice and use their community that they've created for themselves yeah so like how do you like even become a part of the organization well I was scrolling through TikTok one day and I happened to find Victoria Garrick's account um and she was talking about the hidden opponent and like her struggles she's gone through with eating disorder and mental health. Um, and so I actually emailed them and then connected with Leanne, um, who's also like Victoria's partner in crime, um, ended up becoming part of the campus captains program and then ended up becoming an intern. And uh, I just love their mission and wanted to help in the stigma around mental health. Yeah, I saw your, I've seen, like, a couple posts you've done for them, and they're really cool about, like, what you posted about. So, like, what's, like, the coolest thing, like, you've done for them that you think? Um, well, I get to do a couple small things. Um, so, like, I'll make graphics or stuff following up Zoom meetings or just talks. Um, but I think the coolest thing I did was this past week was National Eating Disorder Awareness Week, and I really got to open up about my personal struggles with disordered eating, anxiety, and depression, and they released my blog on their account, and I just was overwhelmed um, with joy finally publicly getting to share that, and um, I got so many messages of how it helped so many people and inspired others to come out with their stories. Um, And so I think just getting to use my voice on the platform that they've given me being an intern is just one of the coolest things. And then also just 
getting to know the other interns like they're like my family now and we have a we have a snapchat group chat as well as like a messaging group chat and we're just always talking and supporting each other and so those are like the cool the two like cool things that I can do with an opponent yeah I actually saw your post and I thought it was super inspiring how you shared that and not everybody has the balls to do that so I thought that was super inspiring that you did that well, thank you. So going into like general sports questions to end the first part of the interview. So who do you feel is the most influential woman in sports history? If you could pick one. I know there's a lot. Okay, so I was like debating between the two of these. Um, and it was between Billie Jean King and Serena Williams. And I think those two are so similar. And I can't choose between the two of them because Billie Jean King was so revolutionary in her time. And Serena Williams is so revolutionary in her time. So I think those two combined are the most influential women in sports. Um, and I think it's so interesting that they're both female tennis players. Like, that's kind of interesting because tennis, like, yes, it's a big sport, but it's not one that you would go directly to if you're watching one. Yeah, those are always, like, the two I think about, and it's sometimes hard because I feel like they were both influential in different ways, because, like, both they both, yeah. like, show, like, women in sports, but, like, she was, like, one of, like, the, the biggest, like, female sports figures, like, during her time, and she, like, really brought female sports into it, and then, like, Serena Williams also does a lot for, like, the black community and showing people that, like, yeah, like, we can be cool in sports, too, and also for women, so they're both very different, but still similar in the same way. Yeah, definitely. So, like, who is, so, going off of that, so who is your favorite female athlete from any sport and why? Not, like, influential, just, like, your favorite, like, you love them. Man, you're really hitting me with these hard <laughs> questions. Oh, my gosh. It's a hard um, interview. <laughs> yeah. I would say Megan Rapino. I just, my sister and I are really, like, obsessed with her and the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. And so, I just think the work that she's doing, um, both on the field and off the field is just amazing and also she's just a great athlete like so many goals scored and just so many trophies won and she is greater than her sport like she's more than her sport she just has been such an advocate for the lgbtq plus community and also just women and also voting so i just think there she has more power to her than just being my favorite female athlete she's also my favorite advocate yeah she's very impressive in her sport and outside of her sport and that's when you know that they're a like a good role model and yeah. so what's your favorite sport to watch on tv male and female or you can give your favorite <laughs> okay male the nfl grew up in texas huge football fan my family's always screaming at the tv um female sport lacrosse I think and it's something that there's not much coverage of but whenever it's on I'm glued to the tv and it's just I'm such a visual learner that watching my sport be played is just something that helps me play as well and I just think it's such an interesting sport to watch and I've always been captivated by it yeah I love to watch the NBA is my favorite for male which I bet you probably could have guessed but <laughs> and for female I love to watch volleyball I love watching college volleyball and now they have like a volleyball league in America now so that's starting yeah. today so that's super exciting <laughs> yeah 
No, that's so. Which sports league do you think will have its first woman player first? The NBA, the NFL, or MLB? I sat and thought about this for a little bit of time, but I think, especially with what we've seen with Sarah Fuller, um, I think the NFL is going to have the first woman. And I just think it could be a kicker, it could be any position on the field. Like, there's not a rule that says women can't play in the NFL, NBA, or MLB. Like, it can happen. No one's just gone out there and been brave enough to do it professionally yet. We've seen it at the college level. We've seen it at the Little League World Series for baseball. But I just think, and also the NBA, like, we could see a WNBA player in the NBA. I don't, there's no stopping women. And I think we will see it happen in our lifetimes. So now we're going to get into my favorite guest segment. So I love to do this or that. So it's going to be like really quick and speedy where you're just going to pick which one you like better. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. NBA or NFL? NFL. Texas or Maryland? Texas. Pink or orange? Pink. Oh, really? Your whole account is orange. But I love pink. Okay. Um, Dogs or cats? Dogs. Totally a dog person. Country music or pop music? Country. Okay, I hate country. <laughs> <laughs> MVP or championship? Um, championship. World Series or Super Bowl? World Series. Oh, wow. I like yep. the Super Bowl because it's like one day, so then like everybody gets to see. You would know the winner's going to happen right after that. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Okay, assist or score? I love to assist. Okay, indoor sports or outdoor sports? Outdoor sports. Okay, game in rain or snow? Snow, because then you're not wet all the time and mm. cold. You're just cold. Yeah, but it's like warmer in the rain, so in my opinion. Yeah, true. Okay, snow or sun? Uh, snow. You did move to a snowier area. Yeah, true. <laughs> Apparently it's been really, but it's been really snowy in Texas, though. Yeah. Um, tall and slow or short and fast? Short and fast. I like to be shifty. (laughs) Always lose championships or never make the playoffs? I think always lose championships because it's more about the journey and less about the reward for me. Yeah, and then it always feels sadder. Like, we couldn't even be in the top, so. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, and then this is the most crucial question. Be careful with your answer. Waffles or pancakes? This is a huge debate in my family. Um, I'm going to go with pancakes, Again, why do I invite people on that like pancakes? I'm always team waffle all the way. Thank you guys so much for listening to this brand new series that I'm starting. And you guys are officially the first listeners of Girl Boss. Make sure to share this podcast with your friends and family. That would be greatly appreciated. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Pocket Cast Breaker, Overcast, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Please rate our podcast five stars and review it so more people can listen just like you. Check out our Instagram at Podcast, ending with an S. And you can check out Kaylin on Instagram at More Than Just Balls. So you guys can check out her account because she's super cool and I totally recommend you guys look. She does a lot of amazing things for women and I think you guys should definitely go give her a look after listening to this interview. And I'll see you guys next time. Adios!